Arcade episode eight, and today we're going to talk about not just one, but three different arcade games from the eighties. And we're talking about the Star Wars saga. <clears throat> Star Wars, um, it came out in you know, the original, the movie A New Hope is what uh, we all know as Star Wars, uh, the very first Star Wars movie with Luke Skywalker. Princess Leia, Han Solo, and uh, of course Darth Vader in the uh, in the Imperials. Uh, that came movie came out in the late seventies, um, but of course arcade technology uh, was just in its infancy back then, so it was really difficult to make a good Star Wars game, especially that early uh, when things were just starting off. So, um, and it was in nineteen eighty three that the one we all know and love, the original Star Wars arcade game, came out. Uh, this arcade game, for those uh, who remember it, uh, was a vector-based game. Now, vectors, uh, for those who don't know what a vector-based video game is, is basically games like Tempest uh, and uh, games like that. And I'm trying to think what's another one. Um... Oh, shoot, Tempest, and there's several others that were basically just consisted of lines. They were not what they what we would call now uh, as bitmaps or pictures, okay? So, um, Vector's, uh, uh, oh, gosh, another game that was Vector-based was Battlezone, but we'll talk about that one later. So, um, but Star Wars uh, took the iconic scene from the movie the Death Star battle and converted it into a video game. Yeah, you played Luke Skywalker, of course, and you had uh, multiple opportunities at destroying the Death Star. So uh, <clears throat> there were uh, multiple phases in the game, uh, but the very first level only re really consisted of phase one and phase three, which was phase one was just a death, basically a battle with the uh, TIE Fighters heading to the Death Star. And Phase 3, of course, was the trench, the famous trench run, where uh, Luke Skywalker flew down the trench, fired the photon torpedoes into a direct hit on the exhaust port target, and destroyed the Death Star. Okay. Um, the best, probably one of the best things on this game was... Uh, it was one of the, you know, at the very beginning of video games were basically joysticks and buttons. Uh, the thing that was really awesome with Star Wars was they had this control, this special control, a yoke-style control, flight yoke, and it had multiple triggers on it. It had two triggers on the bottom, 
two in the top. And I don't even know if they actually did anything different. Um, I think they might have fired like the different lasers, um, you know, because the Tie Fighter or the Tie Fighter, the X Wing had uh, four laser cannons on each tip of the wings, uh, or as they called them in in uh, the movie in uh, in Star Wars uh, lore, they called those S foils. Even though they weren't shaped like an S, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But basically, the wings split apart and they spread apart, and you can fire. I guess you can fire each cannon uh, independently. I, I don't remember. I usually, when I played the game, I would just uh, basically start mashing those buttons as I was trying to to uh, shoot the tie fighters down. So, um, but as you flew, like for you, when you as you threw the through the first level, not only could you shoot the uh, the uh, Tie fighters, but you can also shoot what it was shooting at you to help you help uh, basically prolong your life a little bit. Um, you started each level with six shields. Um, of course, uh, as the game went on, uh, as you went from one level to another, you started level one with six shields. But say if you, you got hit a couple times, your shield might be down to four. Um, but of course, as you progressed, you could uh, gradually uh, add shields back uh, based on your score. So, um, but phase one, just fighting the tire fighters and, uh, shooting the little fireballs that were coming at you. Um, uh, and, uh, that was basically just your lead up to the Death Star. Um, now once you got to level two, they added a second, a third phase, or what, which, which is really the second phase. In the second phase, you were flying across the surface of the Death Star, uh, heading to the trench and, uh, the very first time you did this, it was just laser cannons shooting at you, as well as, well, really, that was it. Um, and uh, that uh, kind of changed when you got into level three, in that it also added these towers, which, which um, if you actually look at um, how the Death Star was portrayed in the movie, that's where most of the turrets were. The towers were, were, were where the turrets were. Um, but um, strangely enough, in a video game, the tur the the towers didn't really shoot at you, um, but you did have to shoot the towers, and they and once you shot a tower, it would stop growing, uh, which really it grew because you're flying across the surface of of a sphere, which is what the Death Star was. So, um, but then uh, once you got through phase three, you got into the third phase, which is the Death Star trench run, and. Uh, as the levels progressed, it would uh, become more difficult. Um, the first time you flew it, it really only had laser cannons, which is kind of really what it was in the movie, uh, somewhat. Uh, but uh, as you progressed in levels, it would add things like have these uh, um, things that would block your path, and you had to fly your X-wing through that. Uh, you either fly it uh, above or below uh, uh, the. Uh, Thing it was blocking you, but uh, I spent many a quarters uh, in this machine when I was growing up in the 80s. Um, but uh, it was a very fun game. If you haven't played the game, you actually can play the game now today, uh, thanks to uh, the uh, folks at Arcade One Up. Arcade One Up offers a stand up arcade machine. Uh, as well as a sit-down version of the 
Star Wars video game. Now that one also includes some of the two, two of the two of the other games that we're going to talk about later in the show. Okay, um, but let's talk a little bit about ports of of the arcade game before we uh, go to our sponsor. Star Wars was converted first by Parker Brothers in 1983-1984 to the Atari 2600, the Atari 5200, and the Atari 8-bit family of computers, as well as ColecoVision and Commodore 64. The ColecoVision version was programmed by Wendell Brown. Uh, the same game was converted again in 1987 and 1988 for the Amiga, the Atari ST, the Amstrad CPC, uh, that's a computer from the, from the UK, as well as the ZX Spectrum, the Acorn, Electron, the BBC Micro, and the Enterprise 64. Most of those were all UK-based uh, uh, microcomputers. Uh, all conversions uh, at that time were developed by UK-based Vector Graphics. The Atari 8-bit version was done by Zeppelin Games and were published by in Europe by Domark. The same year, Broderbund acquired the rights to develop Star Wars games from Lucasfilm, Bartabon published the Apple II, the Macintosh, the Commodore 64, and the MS-DOS versions of the arcade game in North America in 1988, in addition to republishing the Atari ST and the Amiga versions in 1989. The Amiga and Atari ST allow mouse control. Uh, they also included digitized sound effects, very similar to the way the arcade game did. Um, Later on, uh, Star Wars also appeared in the GameCube game, uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron Rebel Strike, as a bonus minigame. So that could be unlocked after completing a certain level of a, a certain level or entering a cheat code in the United States and some of the European countries. Was uh, this was in the Rogue Squadron game? Anyone who pre-ordered the game received a special copy of the game, in which Star Wars is immediately unlocked on startup. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> the reception of the game, dude, Star Wars was the top, one of the top selling games in 1983. Atari produced 12,000 units in, in Japan. The game machine listed Star Wars on their number one, November 1st, 1983 issue as being the most successful upright arcade game of the year. That was a, a magazine called Game Machine in Japan. Compute praised the Atari ST version of the Star Wars game, calling it amazingly smoothly animated. Uh, basically, every port of this game really received a lot of attention because people really, really, really loved this game. So, after a moment, we'll talk about some of the different video games that spawned off because of this video game. He could destroy us. May the force be with you. There's a meteorite in the ground near here. Destroy of some kind. With you. That is the system, and I'm sure Skywalker is with them. We have spotted Imperial Walkers! Use your harpoons and tow cables! Watch that crossfire, boys! And that 
was a little bit of Empire Strikes Back. Yes, there was actually an Empire Strikes Back video game. Um, and one of the reasons that, uh, you, well, we'll get into, we're getting into the reason why you probably don't remember this game. Uh, this video game came out in 1985, and actually, this is the reason it wasn't well known. Uh, arcade operators were presented with an option by Atari, I believe it was Atari, yes, uh, to upgrade their Star Wars game so that they can, so that their player, arcade players, could play The Empire Strikes Back, including all the iconic scenes with the. Uh, with snow speeder and the uh, imperial walkers and and uh, basically that was most of the of the Atari the Empire Strikes Back game. So um, was uh, you know it was definitely a, a problem in that it was an upgrade for the original Star Wars cabinet and arcade operators who were just still seeing massive amounts of quarters come in from the uh, original Star, Star Wars arcade game, they thought, well, why do I want to change this to something they may not like? So it's kind of why it really wasn't uh, as popular as the original Star Wars game. Uh, so uh, that kind of, you know, tells you that, hey, uh, don't offer an upgrade pack to an arcade game that significantly changes the game. Now, granted, it was still vector-based, uh, it very much is uh, done with the same art style as the original Star Wars video game. So probably what's best to do when you're bringing out, especially video games based on a movie series, is to basically create completely different video games. And that is what they did for the third video game of the original Star Wars saga, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi was also released by Atari. It came out in 1984, actually, instead of uh, um, uh, the 84, 85 time frame. So it came out right, pretty much right after the movie. And uh, in instead of, uh, of it being vector-based, this was basically bitmaps. So it, the Atari Return of the Jedi game had th uh, several stages. Uh, it had one with the speeder bikes. It had one piloting the Millennium Falcon to destroy the reactor. Uh, and it also had a stage where you piloted the uh, little uh, chicken walker, like I like to call it. Uh, but the ATST, which is the two-legged uh, Imperial Walker, uh, just like Chewbacca did uh, on uh, the Force Planet Endor. I remember playing this game. Like this, this game was popular. To see in arcades right around the time uh, I was in high school, so uh, um, and uh, it did see some home ports, although not as many as the original. It had a home port uh, released by Domark for the Amstrad CPC, the ZX Spectrum, Atari ST, Commodore 64, and Amiga, and most of these ports were not released here in the states. So, um, but Star Wars is an iconic 80s. Even though it started in the seven, late 70s, it is an iconic 80s movie series, iconic 80s video game, iconic 80s toys. Uh, and uh, I don't know a single person my age who didn't have at least one Star Wars action figure or an X-Wing fighter or a TIE fighter or whatever. 
we all loved the movies, the original three movies. And uh, it wasn't until much later, as the popularity for Star Wars kept kept uh, up over the years, that it was the late, uh, like the mid to late '90s, where they were re-releasing the Star Wars movies on DVD, as well as uh, the abominations that Lucas did with uh, changing the movies, uh, adding scenes like the uh, there's a scene in the movie that was added with uh, Jabba. Uh, that was added in in a new hope and uh several other things that you know kind of changed the movie uh they changed like in the first movie uh there's always been an argument um the original movie uh greedo <coughs> did not shoot first han shot first uh in uh in the when they re-released the movies uh greedo shot first so yeah uh, you know that that's the movies None of that stuff happened in the arcade games. Now, um, as the years went on, though, um, past the 80s, of course, you had, I already mentioned it at least once, you had Star Wars Rogue Squadron 3, uh, Rebel Strike, for the GameCube, uh, which was that, I, I think I had to, yeah, I had to, I don't know if I had Rebel Strike, but I know I had one of the Rogue Squadron games. Uh, but, uh, and then video games in general with Star Wars has just been a hit. Unlike Star Star Trek, for some reason, video games of Star Wars just kind of meshed real well. And I think the reason that is is because, especially in the first three movies, we had a hero at the center of it, Luke Skywalker. And uh, that's why we beloved him so much and why many of us were, uh, not myself, I, I actually did not mind him in the, uh, uh, in the sequels. Uh, Specifically, uh, um, the Last Jedi. Uh, a lot of people didn't like how he's portrayed in that movie. I didn't mind it, but you know, but again, that's not '80s arcade. So, um, this is probably the next to last episode I'm going to be recording here in the current uh, '80s arcade studio. Um, We'll be going to our temporary location in Dublin, Ohio, uh, here in a couple weeks. Uh, and then ultimately, and this is where I'm getting excited, guys. Um, if you look on, on the Facebook group, I actually posted a list of things. I'm actually, what I'm trying to do for our new home is I'm going to develop a 80s arcade studio. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and find uh, both uh, arcade posters, um, I found this really cool lamp. I, I don't know if I'm gonna buy it or not, but it's an Atari lamp, uh, and um, lamps of Pac-Man and and the and the ghosts. And you know, we'll see what happens. I'm probably gonna 3D print some things too. Uh, by the way, if you didn't know, uh, I have a 3D printer. Actually, I have two of them, and uh, I really like working with 3D printing. One of the things I actually have printed smaller versions. I'm getting ready to print a bigger version of one of the iconic um, sprites from the original Atari, not the not, not Atari, but the original Space Invaders game, uh, the the UFO. So I'm going to print that fairly large, large enough that if if I took a picture of myself with it hanging on the wall, you'd probably see it. So I'm going to print that and some of the aliens from Space Invaders, and I'll probably print them large enough so that if you hung them on the wall, you'd recognize them. So. Um, but 
that's going to be really cool. And hopefully, uh, by that point, uh, we're talking six months away. Um, hopefully, at that point, um, the virus is pretty much gone, and I, I can, uh, and I'll have the space to actually have um, guests come over. Maybe a eighties uh, living in the eighties host, Rob Fott. Or Matt Moore, maybe we can come and talk about our our favorite uh, uh, specific video game, maybe or something. I don't know. Uh, they're not quite as into it as I am, but uh, it'd be fun just to have a guest uh, over and we can uh, talk about some of our favorite uh, video games. So be looking forward to that. So, um, and I'm not sure if actually if I've actually been played yet, but I should be also on Roundtown Radio. As well, I talked to to uh, our, our uh, mutual friend Flounder, who who runs that uh, that stuff. And I don't know if I'm on Star One Hundred Seven or not, but uh, I might be. But <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's been a blast recording these shows. Um, this is, like I said, probably the next to last show, the penultimate show, uh, being recorded in Columbus, Ohio, uh, with a, a temporary studio location in. Dublin, Ohio. So, all right, guys. Thanks for listening this week. We'll talk to you later. Keep living in that shade and uh, go play some video games. Wonderful. We are now a part of the fight. Here goes nothing. Now lock onto the strongest power source. It should be the power generator.